This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Wood splitters, fancy suits, trips abroad. I mean, these are all things that officers of the legislature have been under fire for spending money on in the last year. How many times did we talk about this? These are issues that had been raised by the Speaker of the Legislature, Daryl Pluckus, and his Chief of Staff, Alan Mullen. They said there was all this unnecessary travel. It was too extravagant that there should be more oversight. Well, all of that makes this next story very interesting because now comes word that the chief of staff to Daryl Pluckus, Alan Mullen, spent more than $13,000 in taxpayer money to travel to 10 different provincial capitals and state legislatures to talk about security at those buildings. But why is that his job? Isn't that the job of the Sergeant of Arms at the legislature? Well, to talk more about this, we're joined now by BC Legislature online reporter for Global News, Richard Sussman. Hello, Richard. Hi, Simi. Okay, so why is it Alan Mullen's job to go around and do this? Yeah, so Alan Mullen and Speaker Daryl Plekis have been doing a review about the way that things operate at the BC legislature. And one of the responsibilities ultimately of the Speaker is security of the building. So a decision was made by their office that Mullen was going to go on the road and meet face to face with people and have a look at how things are done in other jurisdictions. Uh, so ultimately that's how Plekis argued that it was legitimate for Alan Mullen to go on this trip. Okay, but isn't it the job of the Sergeant of Arms to deal with security at the legislature? It is, but the Speaker is the boss of the Sergeant at Arms. And as you know, the Sergeant at Arms is currently on paid administrative leave. Uh, he is under investigation. It is Gary Lenz. Uh, he was cleared of all wrongdoing by Beverly McLaughlin in the report that was done that ultimately led to the retirement of Clerk Craig James. There is now multiple investigations into Lenz. So while this is happening, there is an acting Sergeant at Arms. Uh, but there is some overlap in terms of what the responsibilities are of the sergeant arms. And the reason the speaker's office says they're doing this semi is to review the position of sergeant arms. Some jurisdictions, and I called to all 10 jurisdictions that Mullen visited, and we'll get to that in a minute. But one of the things I heard from Oregon is the way it works there is there's an, a capital police force that is uh, run by police that um, operates in charge of security. The Sergeant Arms basically is a ceremonial role in charge of education about the way the Capitol building works. So uh, this may be something the Speaker's office is looking at as a potential uh, solution to try to neuter the Sergeant Arms uh, job here in BC. Right. But so they just decided on their own that this is what they were going to do. Can they do this or do they not? (laughs) Doesn't Lampsy have to, the committee have to decide kind of what things they look after? They can do it, Simi, and I think that's what has the public concerned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Legislative Assembly Management Committee had questions about this trip uh, for Speaker Daryl Plekis, and he said, basically, Alan's on his way already, and he's doing it. And at the time, uh, Alan Mullen had no itineraries, no agendas, uh, no list of meetings. Uh, I've been told that uh, he did not have meetings with the Sergeant Arms or Speaker in Alberta, or Saskatchewan. I'm waiting to hear back from Ontario, but I've also heard that he didn't have a meeting in Ontario as well. So it begs the question, what was he doing in those places? I have spoken to people he met with in Minnesota, Montana, Washington, and Oregon. They all described the meetings. Some of them were half-day meetings. Some of them were even shorter. So the question is, what was he doing uh, 
During the other times on this trip, I've also found out that he was traveling with someone who he described on the trip as a contractor for the speaker's office. You know, that was not a thing that was approved by Lampsey. It was unclear why he needs someone to travel with him. Mullen has told me it was he at times had a photographer with him and it didn't what? lead to any additional costs. But the people in those meetings told me that person was there to take notes. And so the question is, you know, how did this person travel? Were they traveling with Mullen? Where did they stay? Were they staying in the same hotel? Who pays for that? Who pays for the meals? The report is expected to be out in September. And no doubt there are a lot of questions. But Mullen and Plekis did a lot of very good work in terms of finding misspending at the legislature. But yes. one of the things they pointed out was that uh, criticisms around James and Lens traveling with family or using on the business trips, having personal time paid for by the taxpayer. And I think there's legitimate questions about whether Mullen did the exactly same thing, maybe to a different scale. But this trip was originally budgeted for $10,000. It came in at $13,000. I'm thinking, you know, if you weren't able to get visits in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Ontario, why not just do a shortened American tour and do Idaho and Washington and Oregon, make it a shorter trip and less expense to taxpayer and still get, if you believe it's important to see best uh, practices at other operations, maybe that would have been the best way to do things. Right. But uh, oh, I'm a little dumbfounded by the not going to Alberta and Saskatchewan and Ontario because that you're comparing apples to apples. Those are Canadian right. provincial capitals. You want to see how Canadians do this. Is is a is it a fair comparison to say we're going to look at what they do in in Washington State and Montana and Wyoming? And I think part of the challenge was that potentially Mullen did not call early enough in advance, and the people he wanted to meet with were unavailable, or those people decided they didn't want to meet with Alan Mullen. Clearly, this story has received national attention, and in talking to people on both sides of the border for this story, those on the Canadian side knew who Alan Mullen was, knew what had been going on here at the BC legislature, whereas those on the other side of the border had no idea and had been filled in a little bit when Alan was there and I filled in some more of the gaps, but that may have had something to do with it as well. And if you don't have actual meetings planned, then why go there? We're going to have to wait to see the report. Alan Mullen has been... Um, not particularly open with information over the last few days on this, but he does say he's going to provide everything in September and the report will be there and he'll answer all the questions in September. Uh, and we will see then what he did in Alberta and Saskatchewan and Ontario yeah. in that report. But for now, based on my reporting, we know he did not meet with the Sergeant Arms and Speaker in Alberta. We know he did not meet with the Sergeant Arms in Saskatchewan and Ontario. I'm waiting to hear back from. So I guess what I'm wondering too is, does he see the irony? In this, you know, <laughs> like the comparisons that we're talking about here versus the issues that he brought up in the last year, does he not see where this could get misconstrued and that there would be questions about this? I had a good conversation with Dermot Travis from Integrity BC yesterday about this, and, and part of that was on the news hour last night. And he said two interesting things. First, the speaker needs to acknowledge that Alan Mullen is a lightning rod. That, you know, everything mm -hmm. he does is now going to be scrutinized because of how things have unfolded over the last year. And the Speaker's office needs to be aware that the optics, as you mentioned, do not look good in something like this. And they should be, you know, maybe this trip is valuable, Simi. Yeah. But why not take it next year? And like, let the investigations work themselves out this year and, and let this get behind us. And then we can move on. And the other is a suggestion that 
every trip done by an official at the legislature, someone who gets paid for by taxpayers to work here at the BC legislature, should be signed off on by either Lampsey or a committee saying, this is where I'm going. Yeah. Here are the agendas. This is why I'm going. Here are the meetings. It's standard protocol uh, for, I think, the Government Employees Union is what uh, Travis mentioned yesterday. And the same practice should be that of the clerk, of the sergeant arms, of the speaker, of the chief of staff to the speaker. I think there is huge value in traveling and seeing what other jurisdictions sure. do. But we need to have a way to provide accountability to the taxpayer, especially from an office that has been you know, going after people for not being accountable to the taxpayer. And also, did we not see in the McLaughlin report and in other reports that the previous administration, the clerk, the sergeant at arms, had in the last few years gone down to some of these states and supposedly had some of these discussions? Everything seems to always be about security at the legislature. Right. So there have been these meetings. Uh, I forget what the organization is called, but I think it's encompasses California, Oregon, Washington, right. D.C., sort of Pacific um, legislatures. And they meet around earthquake preparedness, around safety and security. And, and again, there was huge criticism in those reports around what they did on those trips. You know, there was a criticism that uh, Craig James went to Safeco, the base or now T-Mobile mobile park in Seattle to see a baseball right. game in order to prepare for earthquakes in a big venue or something. And there was a whale watching trip that was also heavily criticized. But yeah, there have been conversations and meetings and relationships built. And the other question is, you know, we have technology now where you have cameras on every cell phone. And why not have someone in Washington, your counterpart, walk around and show you how things work there? Yeah. Again, I think there's value in visiting places, but I think there's other ways. If you really are really cautious around saving the taxpayer money, there's other ways to do it. Also, what are the security concerns? If legislature security is such a huge issue, has something brought that up? Like, what yeah, is the, have I, I we not done this structure. in a long time? Yeah. I think part of it is, is yeah, maybe we're up for a review, but it's also the structure, right? There is huge criticism that the sergeant at arms office had too much power and that came up from whistleblowers and was raised in the Plekis report. And maybe it's time to consider taking uh, some of the power out of the sergeant at arms office. And, and all these concerns stem from the allegations brought forward in the Plekis report. And I, and that's why we have the timing now in terms of Mullen trying to address those concerns that were raised in the report. Okay. So then when do you expect to maybe find out? a little bit more information. So mid-September, we will get the report, but uh, I will keep working on it until we get to that point because there are, you know, I'm concerned about um, what happened in those stops in Canada, and I'm concerned about who this individual was that was traveling with Mullen, and uh, was it an appropriate expense? Was there someone else needed to be on that trip? And I think Mullen will speak for himself and justify all of this, but I think we will hopefully find out those details soon. Uh, he, we did exchange some messages, uh, Mullen and I, and, and he said that, you know, we will all understand that everything's above board and there are no concerns uh, when he speaks to it. And, and I think the public deserves some of those answers as well. All right. We will wait for that. Richard, thank you. Thanks, Amy. That's Richard Justman, our BC Legislature online reporter for Global News.